What up, what up, what up? This is your man, Dre Day, and you're tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. This episode here, we're going to basically dive into three, pretty much three segments or whatever. Uh, one of the segments is going to be um, about the Golden State Warriors. They're, 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 be, they're becoming hot now. You know, they're on a 10-game winning streak right now, so I'm pretty much going to speak on that and basically... Do I feel like the Golden State Warriors are getting back to being themselves? Um, the second thing is going to be about um, the Brooklyn Nets. I got to shout them out. You know, I got to give credit where credit is due. You know, I'm a Brooklyn representative, so I got to, you know, shout out the Brooklyn Nets and talk about the season that they're having. And the other thing I'm going to talk about is uh, athletes versus media. You know, basically, it's always something with... You know, somebody from the media always, you know, saying something or critiquing an athlete about their play on the court or on the field. And then you have these athletes who are always bent out of shape, sensitive, like little punk ass bitches and want to get upset about it. But I'm going to dive deep on that. I'm going to pretty much speak on something in particular that just happened over the week, um, over last week. That um one of my boys that I grew up with, Chris, he was like, yo, Dre, you need to speak about this, you know, on your podcast. So I'm definitely going to speak on that. Um, but the first thing I want to speak on is is what I said first. I want to um, dive in about the Golden State Warriors. Um, last night, you know, they won their 10th game in a row, um, beating the Boston Celtics. Uh, for some people, um, they feel like that's a finals um, that was a finals matchup, uh, a preview of the NBA finals, as you can say. Um, I know before the season started, when I did my predictions, um, I was on vacation with my son in Florida. Well, I went to go visit my son in Florida on vacation, and that was my finals prediction. It was the Celtics and the Warriors. Um, again, this, the, the Warriors, they've won 10 games in a row, um, do I believe that they're getting back to being in their bag now? Um, it's looking believable. Um, it's, it's looking very believable. Um, again, 10 games in a row. Um, all 10 of these games, they've averaged 129 points a game. Um, this is the sixth straight season that they've had a 10-game winning streak. Um, the only other team that can even claim that distinction is the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I don't know if they're going to have a 10-game winning streak this season, but only time will tell. Um, they're the only team this season that's had a 10-game winning streak, surprisingly, um, with the way Milwaukee has been playing, um, especially earlier this season. You would think that they would have had a 10-game winning streak, but unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, basically, for the, like, but let's just, let's just put it all in perspective. When the season first started, we all was on, we, we all was, I know me personally, I know I was pissed about the season because um, once we found out Boogie was going to be, was going to sign with them, I'm like, yo, you might as well don't even play the season because it's not even going to be fair to what the Warriors are going to do this season. But little did I, little did I forget, he was hurt, so he wasn't going to be playing. Um, Steve Kerr made it perfectly clear that Boogie won't be back until January. He stuck to his word, and 
That's basically what wound up happening. Boogie is back now, but let's just talk about some of the struggles that the Warriors had earlier this season. Um, four of their five losses at home, four of them were blowouts. Um, one of them was to the Milwaukee Bucks, one was to the OKC Thunder, one was to the Toronto Raptors, and the other one was against the Lakers on Christmas. The other loss at home was against Houston, um, a, a one-point loss where they was pretty much blowing out the Rockets at home. Rockets came back and won. Obviously, we all remember that game-winning shot that James Harden did over, Dray, over, over Draymond Green, but... We never seen like the way this, the way the Warriors were playing earlier this season. We never seen them that vulnerable like that before during this whole championship run. Ever since the first championship, we didn't really see the Warriors this vulnerable like this before. But now, like I just said, you know, they're starting to get in their bag. Their their last loss was that loss at home to Houston. Again, like I said, they've won 10 in a row. Boogie is back now, and he's, I mean, he's only played four games, but he's looked good in those four games. You can see that they're trying to get him involved. He's averaging 14 points in these four games, seven rebounds, four assists. He's only got 21 minutes so far, but obviously, as, as the time progressed, I would assume probably after the All-Star break, if he's, if he's 100% comfortable, I'm quite sure those minutes are definitely going to add up. But again, let's talk about this 10-game winning streak. During this whole 10-game winning streak, they've averaged as a team in 10 games, 52% from the field, 41% from the tray. And the most important one is they're taking care of the ball. They're only averaging 12 turnovers per game. Um, one of those wins, they blew out the Nuggets. And this was a team that you know a lot of people see as a threat to the Warriors. Um, me personally, I don't. Um, I know Denver beat them, you know, one time in their house, the first game in their house. I think this was the second time they played them this season. I think both games they've played so far have been in Denver. The first game was in Denver. The Warriors lost that. Um, and then they came back to Denver just recently and blew them out on their home floor. Um, I do think the Warriors eventually they will they will truly get comfortable. They will truly get back in their bag. But I just think right now, you know, they're 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 they're, they're cooking a little bit right now. They're cooking a little bit right now. They got their little ten game winning streak. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how they finish the rest of the first half of the season. Um, let's see what happens with Boogie. Um, Steph, we already know we already know what Steph is about. I've been saying. I, I I pretty much been saying all season long that this is his team. Um, regardless to the whole Kevin Durant winning two Finals MVPs back to back, I get all of that. But it's just something about Steph when he's out there. the 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 the, the team the, the the team plays different when he's out there. You know, I'm not saying that they play scared or uncomfortable. But it's like their spirits is up a lot more when Steph is out there. It's not taking nothing away from Draymond and Clay and KD. But again, I, I keep saying this and I'm going to continue to say this. No matter what, as long as Steph Curry is on that Golden State Warriors team, this will always be his team. Kevin Durant may be the better, Kevin Durant may be the better player. 
But I believe that Steph Curry is more important to the Warriors because of what he can do. Basically, that's pretty much, in a nutshell, how I feel about Steph Curry and basically how I feel about the Warriors being his team and not Kevin Durant's team. Because people tend to, they get that shit confused. They feel like, oh, you won two finals MVPs, now all of a sudden it's your team. Not necessarily. Um, the fans will let you know off the, 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 the Bay Area, those fans will let you know off the rip whose team that is. They'll tell you straight out it's Steph's team. And the reason why they'll say that is because if you go into them stands, agreed, KD is there now. But if you go into them, but if you go into them stands and you see those fans and what jerseys they wear, they're going to be Steph Curry jerseys. I mean, KD got his little fan base. I agree. So does Clay. So does Draymond. But for most of those fans, a lot of those fans will be wearing Steph Curry jerseys. Now tell me I'm lying. Okay, then I rest my case. Um, but like I said, um, I believe the Warriors. Are, I, I believe the Warriors. Um, they're gonna now. They're about to strike while the pot is hot. You know, the theories that we had. Before the season started and us being upset at the fact that Boogie was there and, oh, they should just cancel the season and all this, that, and the third. Mind you, they had this winning streak before Boogie even started playing. But now that he's out there now and he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable, I think, yeah, I think the Warriors are about to be a very, very scary team going on until this season. But we, it's a few more weeks to go. Before the second half of the season, before the All-Star break, let's see how the rest of their first half of the season goes. Who knows? Maybe they'll go on a losing streak before the, the first half of the season ends. I don't think so, but, you know, let's see what happens. This is the NBA. Anything can happen. Um, they're two-time defending champions. They've been to pretty much three of the last four finals, obviously, with Cleveland. I mean, obviously, they've been to four straight finals with Cleveland. Um, they've won three out of four. They're going for a three-peat this year. The only, the only team, the last team to even have a three-peat was the Lakers with, um, Shaq and Kobe and Phil Jackson and them guys. They were the last team to do a three-peat. Obviously, Golden State is trying to do that now. So, let's see what happens. You know, this is about their 10-game winning streak. And how do I feel like, how do I feel they're going to go on for the foreseeable future? for the rest of the season and I think it's about to get real scary for the NBA right now I truly do what up what up what up your boy is back um this next segment that I want to talk about um yesterday I was um I was at Gateway Mall with my mother and um me and my boy Chris we was you know, texting each other back and forth on a messenger app. And he brought to my attention the whole um, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman um, going after Derek Carr of the Oakland Raiders. Um, the funny thing is, I heard about the story. I just never really sat down and dug deep and really, you know, chopped it up. Um, but um, last night I was on YouTube and I basically was um, speaking about and basically basically paying attention to it or whatever the case may be. And uh, basically, in a nutshell, I'm going to just basically just sum up or what I think 
um, basically what this segment right here is going to be about. I basically want to speak about the relationship as it pertains to athletes and the media. Now, back in the day, especially in the days of history and sports, you had relationships, you had that bond with athletes and media personnel. You know, you had the back and forths with the late, great Muhammad Ali and the late, great Howard Cassell, which brought hella ratings to TV, but it was all in the spirit of love. You know, you had the bond with um, Ahmad Rashad and Michael Jordan. Hell, everybody loved Ahmad Rashad. Every time, you know, back in the day, you would watch Inside Stuff, you know, he would always be like, oh, yeah, that's my man. That's my main man. That's my main man. But this is a new generation now. You know, it's a new era. And I see the problem now, especially with these athletes, is they're too busy wanting to protect their brand. And, they, you know, they have all these followers on social media that they feel that they can't be critiqued in any way, shape, or form. Um, and I just don't think that's the case. And I don't think that's right. And the reason I bring that up is because... Like, 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 like before, like before I even got into this whole thing right here, let me just piggyback about the whole Derek Carr thing. Um, he basically called out Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman, especially mainly Max Kellerman, um, from the aspect of him feeling that Max was questioning his character, um, which wasn't the case. Kellerman basically, basically called him out and was basically on some, he believed there were some games during the season where he felt that it looked like Derek Carr quit on his team in the midst of some of these football games. Um, me, personally, I didn't see anything wrong with that. Um, I, I would like to just say this, just being off the fact that your boy is now somewhat part of the media now. Um, I would like to believe I'm part of the media now. So, I'll just put it like this. I will admit. I didn't watch Raider games this season because I didn't feel the need to because the team is that trash. They're horrible. They're dying to get that number one pick in the draft. So why would I even want to watch them in the first place? And with my schedule at, you know, with my schedule at work, you know, there's weekends that, you know, there's weekends I'm off, there's weekends I'm, there's weekends I'm working. I'm not trying to sit there and watch no Oakland Raiders game, but I had to go back to see the segment where Stephen A. and Max Kellerman was talking about the situation with um with Derek Carr, but um again Stephen A. and Max they're clearly on a different platform than me, so they do a lot more watching than me. But like I said before, especially as it pertains to us in the media, dang I say us in the media like it feels good to say us, you know I'm somewhat a part of the media world right now, so you know. I'm, 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 I'm feeling myself a little bit right now. You know, I'm feeling myself a little right now. Uh, work with me here. Work with me here. But again, like I was saying, um, it's our job and our duty to speak and discuss about what we see in these games, whether it's whatever sport that we're speaking on, you know, whether we're talking about the basketball game, uh, a baseball game, a football game, or whatever sport it is that we're thinking of at that moment. Um as long as we keep it in the realms of sports, meaning you don't get out of character, you know, you don't question a person's, uh, you don't, you know, question um, their family or things of that nature. Like, you just keep it within the realms of sports. But see, 
Here's the problem with that. Here's, the, here's where the problem lies. Sometimes you can call these players out on their game and their lack of performance, and now all of a sudden they want to tweet and they want to question your credentials and, oh, who are you to tell me this, that, the third? You never played the game before, this, that, the third. Um, some have even come out to even want to fight, like call you out to a fight. And that's exactly what Derek Carr did a few days ago. Um, in the midst of him tweeting Max and Stephen A., you know, he was tweeting Dana White, who's the president of USC, and he basically went on to challenge Stephen A. and Max Kellerman to a match in the octagon. All of this because you got called out for your game. Well, let me just say this to you athletes. This is me talking here. Now, I know I'm, again, I'm new to this whole media thing, um, but... Let me just tell y'all something. Y'all need to just put on y'all big boy pants and accept when someone from the media calls you out. Step your game up, do better, and you won't have these problems. This is our job. This is, this is their job. This is our job to basically call you out on your game when we feel like it's lackluster. You know, if we're going to praise it when you do good, well, then guess what? We got every damn reason to criticize you and critique you when you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. If you're getting paid all this money to perform to the max of your abilities, us as the fans, us as the media, us as the consumers, we have every right to say what we want as long as it ain't out of bounds. But of course, we can agree to disagree because that's what makes the world go round. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. But when you start going personal and wanting to fight someone, when in reality, you probably don't want that smoke yourself. And this is Derek Carr I'm talking to. You probably don't even want, you probably don't want that smoke yourself. You're just trying to prove that you're a tough guy, a, 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 a keyboard tough guy. Let's just stop it, Derek Carr. Just stop it. Okay. Now, I know your name is Derek, but unfortunately yours is not spelled like mine. So, Let's just call it what it is. You ain't no tough guy, okay? First of all, you're a quarterback, okay? Number two, and more importantly, y'all are the softest players in the NFL. Y'all get everything thrown y'all way. You can't get touched. You can't get hit a certain way before a flag gets thrown out, unless you're Tom Brady, of course. But that's neither here nor there. I love my man Brady, but let's just call it what it is. The quarterback position, y'all are the most sensitive guys in football. Um, that position has the biggest ego. You know what I'm saying? Y'all hear everything. You see everything. You read everything. So you're sensitive to the cause, okay? Again, y'all the softest players in the NFL, so you ain't fighting nobody. You ain't fighting nobody in, no octagon, in the octagon, so let's just pump the brakes right there. You ain't no tough guy, okay? I mean, I know, you know, you play in Oakland, and I know the Bay Area is full of thugs and gangsters. I, I get all that, but ain't none of that shit rubbed off on you, so... Let's just stop kidding ourselves there. Um, Skip Bayless, who I love dearly. You know, I've watched him on first take for many years. I remember when he was on ESPN, when it was called First and Ten. Then it went to Cold Pizza. Then it went to First Take. And now he's branched off and now he's doing Undisputed with Uncle, Shan with Uncle Shannon Sharp. He's made a career out of critiquing LeBron James. Sometimes I agree with him. Sometimes I disagree with him. But the moral of that story is not once did LeBron ever tweet and call out Skip to a fight 
because I'm sure he knows Skip has it out for him for whatever the reason may be, may, you know, but he just brushes it off and do what he do. Some athletes, a lot of these athletes are just too sensitive to constructive criticism. That's all, and that's where the problem lies. Basically, in a nutshell, y'all need, need to put your big boy pants on and stop whining like little bitches because a lot of y'all do it. A lot, a, a lot of y'all do it. Y'all get paid all this money. Y'all have these lackluster performances. Someone in the media calls you out. And now you want to get all emotional. Just stop it. Just stop it. It's pathetic. If you don't want to be called out on your game, there's only one way you can solve the problem. Produce on the court. Win games you're supposed to win. You get paid all this money. Play the game. Do your thing. Put up the numbers that we expect you to put up. Don't be choking in, you know, you know, don't be choking in clutch situations, you know. Don't, you know, don't be complaining to refs and all this other stuff and being all emotional like little bitches. I get it. The game can get crazy at times. But again, if we see that you're not producing the way that you should be, you will be called out on it. It's that simple. Simple and plain. Simple and plain. Can't express that enough. What up, what up, what up? I'm back. And now I'm on the final segment for this episode. Um, one word, Brooklyn! Gotta shout out my Brooklyn, well, I'm not gonna say my Brooklyn Nets because I'm not a Brooklyn Nets fan per se, but I am a Brooklyn representative. I do reside in Brooklyn, and I'm thankful that we have a Brooklyn team in the city um, obviously the Knicks ain't doing shit for us. Um, but I got to give credit where it's due to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I didn't expect the season that they're having right now. Um, I actually thought that, you know, they would probably be in contention for a lottery pick this season, but obviously that's not going to be the case. Um, Brooklyn has a chance to make the playoffs right now. If the playoffs started today, they'll be the sixth seed. They'll be going up against the Nets. I mean, going up against the Pacers. And call me stupid, call me a homer, but I think with Victor Alandipo being out for the season, I think we might have an upset there. But that's only if the playoffs started today. But obviously, it doesn't start today. There's a whole lot more basketball to go. We're still in the first half of the season. But I just got to give credit and just give props to Brooklyn. Um, props to Kenny Atkinson, the head coach, the general manager, Sean Marks. The Brooklyn Nets right now, they're currently on a six-game winning streak. Um, they also had a seven-game winning streak earlier this season. Um, hopefully, the streak continues. I know tomorrow, I believe, I think they go up against the Celtics. Um, they're fourth in the division, which is the Atlantic division. Again, like I said before, they're sixth in the Eastern Conference. Um, D'Angelo Russell is having a great year. He's averaging 19 points a game, six rebounds. Um Depending on what happens with the reserves for the All-Star game, I mean, I'm, I'm quite sure he won't make the All-Star team, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some strong consideration. I still think he won't make it just from politic reasons. You know, people are still salty with that shit that happened with him in L.A., with him snitching on um, Nick Young and 
potentially breaking up his engagement with Iggy Azalea. I believe that's what her name is. I mean, she's non-existent no more, so it's quite understandable for me not to for me not to remember her name. Um, Jared Allen is having a career year. He's averaging 11 points a game, nine boards, 57% from the field. Um, if you don't know who Jared Allen is, just look up on YouTube, put Jared Allen blocks LeBron James, and there you have it. That That's probably the highlight of his season so far, and, and that was blocking LeBron James when LeBron was going for a dunk. Um, Joe Harris, I, I, I love me some Joe Harris. Um, 13 points from 13 points a game. 47% from the tray. Um, obviously, they're doing this without um, Spencer Dinwiddle. He's lost for three to six weeks due to a thumb injury. Um, so, basically, you're losing 15 points a game and five dimes from him. He's having a career year as well. Um, Karis LeVert, he's hurt. He only played 14 games this season. Before the injury, he was averaging 18 points a game. Um the role players, Shabazz Napier, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, uh, Damari Carroll, Ellen Crabby. You know, again, like I said, what the Nets are doing this season, we got to give credit where it's due. Kenny Atkinson should definitely be in contention for Coach of the Year. I'm not sure he's going to get it, but it all boils down to what the, rest, what the Nets do for the rest of the season. Um, I'm proud of them. I hope they keep up the good work. And uh, I just felt like I had to, you know, sp spread love. It's the Brooklyn way, basically. Um, I, I had to, you know, give them a little segue and show them some love on um, on, on this episode for the season that they're having so far. Um, so I want to give credit where it's due. I want to salute the Brooklyn Nets and hopefully they keep it going. Um, I, I mean... Who 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 knows who knows what can happen in the offseason? Maybe they can maybe they can have a maybe they can have an amazing regular season, um, have a playoff run, and who knows? Maybe they can entice a key free agent this offseason to come to Brooklyn. Let's see what happens. Um, so again, salute to the Brooklyn Nets. As a Brooklyn representative myself, just keep doing your thing and just keep prospering and keep doing well. This season, because obviously that team that plays in the garden, we already know what they're trying to do this season. Um, they're trying to get their lottery pick. Um, they're, they're in the Zion Williamson sweepstakes right now as we speak. So obviously we know they're not going to make the playoffs. But if we can at least get one New York team in the playoffs this season, I would gladly appreciate it. Um those are my three segue. Those are my three segments for this episode. Um, again, I want to thank everybody for taking their time out their day, whether it's while you're working, um, cleaning up your house, walking the streets, or whatever the case may be. If you're taking time listening to my podcast, I truly appreciate it. I appreciate the love. Um, I'm I, I'm trying to flood these things, man. I'm trying to flood these things. Um, I'm trying to get the like I'm trying to like I'm I'm like I'm doing a pattern right now. You know, I'm definitely trying to get episodes out on certain Mondays. I'm definitely trying to get them out every Friday. Um if I can somehow get episodes out one day out of the weekend, I can do that, but 
Fridays is definitely the day where I'm definitely trying to drop an episode every week. If I can somehow squeeze one in to begin the week, which is a Monday, and then have and have a back-to-back Friday and Saturday, then cool. But Friday is definitely the day where I'm definitely trying to, you know, you know, have an episode out for y'all so y'all can go on with y'all day and have a good time and have a good listen. So, again, I can't thank y'all enough. Um, until next time, this has been another episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Um, the social media pages, Facebook, my episode will be there. When this episode drops, it'll be on Facebook. I put it on Facebook. Uh, you can look me up there. D-R-A-Y space D-A-Y. Instagram and Twitter. The handle is the same. D-R-A-Y D-A-Y 1985. Um, my podcast is streaming on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Stitcher, um, Again, there's some other there's some other streaming platforms. I can't think of them off the top of my head. Those are like the main three that I can think of that I'm quite sure you know people have on their phones because everybody has an iPhone or an Android, so or a Samsung. So those those apps are easy to download and to chop up episodes or whatnot. So again, I can't thank y'all enough. Um, I'm gonna keep I'm, I'm gonna keep I'm, I'm gonna keep bringing I'm gonna keep bringing the heat. Y'all just keep supporting your boy. I gladly appreciate it. Until next time, peace and love. I'm out.